This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by Caviar. Opening greeting. You gotta stop. Okay. No, I won't. So yeah, <laughs> get that out of here. <laughs> so it's basically a meme at this point that uh, underneath just about any tweet from Elon Musk, there's going to be more tweets, seemingly also from Elon Musk, announcing that he's feeling generous and will be giving away Bitcoin to anyone who just clicks on a link and follows the instructions. Mm-hmm. Uh, those instructions usually involve sending Bitcoin to a Bitcoin wallet address, which will then send back double what you gave it. It's, it's like a magic trick. It's free money. Mm-hmm. Um Seems almost too good to be true, and that's because it is. Yeah. These are obvious scams. The accounts tweeting them out might have Elon's profile picture and display name, but if you look at the actual account name, the little at symbol mm-hmm. right there, it's not actually Elon. Uh, most recently, scammers have gotten extra crafty. They've been stealing verified Twitter accounts so that their fake Elons have an actual verified check mark next to them, but it's still very easy to just read the account name or click on the profile to see that this is not, in fact, the real Elon Musk offering to give you free money. No, there's no time. (laughs) I have to click on the link right now. Who knows how long Elon is going to be able to give away all this free Bitcoin? Well, and the the websites these people are directed to often have a fake, like, timer set up. It's like, you have five minutes. Like, yeah. Well, and then when uh, he was going on SNL, all of his tweets and Miley Cyrus's tweets had verified SNL accounts being like, SNL's doing a big cryptocurrency giveaway, guys. You're going to want to click the link and get involved. Yeah, they were out in full force uh, around the time of uh, Elon's SNL guest. Yeah, basically anything big happening in the world, uh, it gets commandeered by people with fake uh, verified accounts who are trying to steal from you. Yeah. So avoid it. Now, the biggest example of this sort of scam was, of course, last summer when dozens of high-profile verified accounts, including Elon Musk's, were broken into and used to bait people into sending over Bitcoin in exchange for more Bitcoin. It was the most sophisticated tactic yet, but it was still obvious to anyone with common sense what was actually going on here. And, I mean, clearly this, this kind of thing must work because scammers, they keep trying it. There must be enough people out there who are just simultaneously Elon Musk fans, cryptocurrency investors, but also incredibly gullible. Otherwise, this wouldn't have persisted for years on Twitter and elsewhere. But how successful are these fake Elon crypto scams? Well, it's impossible to fully account for it, but a recent report from the U.S. Federal Trade Commission shed some light on the subject. From the New York Times, the proposition was tantalizing. Handsome returns awaited investors who would be willing to provide an infusion of cryptocurrency to Elon Musk, the billionaire chief executive of Tesla and founder of SpaceX, for a money-making venture. It seemed too good to be true, because it was. Investors lost $2 million in six months to fraudsters who impersonated Mr. Musk, the Federal Trade Commission said in a report released on Monday that was meant to draw attention to a spike in cryptocurrency scams. The commission found that nearly 7,000 people lost a reported $80 million overall from October through March as part of various scams targeting investors in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin, a nebulous marketplace that Mr. Musk has bullishly promoted on Twitter. The median amount that they lost was $1,900, according to the commission. The spate of fraud cases, a nearly 1,000% increase compared with the same period the previous year, the report said, came as the price of Bitcoin and Dogecoin soared towards record highs. What's worse is these people got scammed out of their uh, fractions of Bitcoin a year or two ago, and now what they lost is technically uh, 10 times as much. Yeah. It just keeps hurting, damn it. It's got to hurt even more. Uh, That's why uh, Elon is driving the prices down of everything, because he feels bad for everyone who keeps getting scammed on his Twitter account. That's got to be it. Mm -hmm. 
Now, it's important to note, too, that uh, the scam, it just it, it isn't just happening on Twitter. Uh, the New York Times report mentions YouTube videos promoting the scams and uh, also even online dating websites. Uh, so, boys, if, if she seems too good to be true, hey, don't give her cryptocurrency. Hey, you know what would be really hot? Is if you sent cryptocurrency to this wallet, I hear they're going to give you twice as much back. Wait, so you're into this crypto thing? Mm, Sounds interesting. so sexy. Maybe you should get me started on it. We can invest together, <laughs> if you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, yeah, we'd love to know more about uh, how the dating scam works, but I, I, I think probably something like we described. <laughs> yeah. uh, an article in the BBC last week also talks about another variation on the scam. A woman noticed uh, what seemed to have been a promoted link on a website that was disguised as a link to a news article about Elon Musk doing a Bitcoin giveaway. When she clicked the link, it took her to a website that looked exactly like the BBC's website with an article that seemed legit and featured a Bitcoin address that people could send Bitcoin to and receive back double what they sent. Hey, the more you send... Yeah, you're going to wish you sent more. Yeah. Uh, the woman uh, the article focuses on lost 9,000 pounds. She looks great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's UK British, British dollars. British pounds. She had been saving that 9,000 pounds uh, for a deposit on a home. But uh, joke's on her because that still isn't enough uh, with these crazy prices these days. Yeah. So she lost on both fronts. What part of Britain you live in, lady? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the article, uh, that article, it links to a uh, previous BBC article from back in March that I missed the first time around. Mm -hmm. But it's fucking wild. Uh, this article is about a guy who lost a lot more money on an Elon Musk Bitcoin scam. He lost 400,000 British pounds. A fool so, in his so money. So like half a billion US dollars. <laughs> half a billion? Uh, or half a million. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian will always remember the moment he lost 407,000 pounds with equal parts anger and shame. The night leading up to it had been otherwise forgettable. He and his wife watched a series on Netflix before she went to bed and left him on the sofa messing about on his phone. Then he received a Twitter notification with news from Elon Musk. Sebastian told the BBC, Musk tweeted, Dojo for Doge? And I wondered what it meant. There was a link to a new event below, so I clicked on it and saw that he was giving away Bitcoin. Sebastian followed the link to a professional-looking website where the Bitcoin giveaway looked to be in full swing. There was a timer counting down, and the website promised participants they could double their money. The competition was apparently being run by Elon Musk's Tesla team. It invited people to send anything from 0.1 Bitcoin, worth approximately 4,300 pounds, to 20 Bitcoin, approximately 860,000 pounds. And the team would send back double the amount. Sebastian double-checked the verification logo next to Elon Musk's name and then tried to decide whether to send 5 or 10 Bitcoin. Take the maximum, I thought. This is definitely real. So I sent 10 Bitcoin. Uh, for the next 20 minutes, as the timer wound down, Sebastian waited for the prize to land in his Bitcoin wallet. Wait till the wife hears about this. She's going to love it. She's going to be so happy. Oh, God. Uh, from his house in Cologne in Germany, he sat there refreshing his screen every 30 seconds. Must be the Wi-Fi's out. <laughs> I, I, just, something's going wrong. Don't worry. We'll be able to afford the best Wi-Fi once, mm, once no, Elon comes through. No more problems. Uh, he saw Mr. Musk send a fresh cryptic tweet and felt reassured that the giveaway was real. But slowly, the timer on the website ran down to zero, and Sebastian said, I realized then that it was a big fake. I threw my head on the sofa cushions, and my heart was beating so hard, I thought I'd just thrown away the game changer for my family, my early retirement fund, and all the upcoming holidays with my kids. I went upstairs and sat on the edge of the bed to tell my wife. I woke her up and told her that I'd made a big mistake. A really big mistake. Yes. Sebastian, who asked that the BBC didn't use his real name, <laughs> didn't sleep that night. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> 
Instead, he spent hours emailing the scammer website and tweeting the fake Elon Musk Twitter account to try to get some or all of his money back. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> please. Oh, you got me, but please, can I have just a little bit? How about half? Ugh. However, he eventually began to accept that the money was gone forever. Oh, my fuck. Like, how did... Mm. How do you... Why not just send a little bit first to see if it's true? How do you manage to save up half a million dollars and be this fucking dumb? Like, this sucks. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, yeah, but I feel also, terrible like, for him, but like... Come on. Yeah. Why just send the point one first to see if it works. Like, it's just... It should be a... It's, it's a rule of the universe, of humankind... Yeah. That no one gives you free money for doing nothing. That's just not how shit fucking works. You don't understand. Elon Musk is a philanthropist. He's for the changing everyday the world. Man. And yeah. he's doing that by giving, do- giving everyone bitcoins. bitcoins. Uh, yeah. Hey, when has anyone ever just given away Bitcoin? Is there, is there any like real world example of someone just giving away millions of dollars in Bitcoin for no reason? Just out of generosity. I Because I, if there was, I'd be like, okay, there, there's some precedent for this. But I don't believe there has been anything like that. Yeah, maybe like a, a sweepstakes or a, or a prize. Or I, I don't know. I, I I haven't seen it. Like a prize, maybe. But this is literally just send me money and I'll send back twice as much money. When has that ever fucking happened? Well, Joel Greenberg sent Bitcoin for in exchange for goods and services. Naughty favors. That's true. He did He did get things. No, he used Venmo. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the article uh, provides a photo showing exactly the tweet that this dude blew half a million dollars on. And uh, you'll see at the top is the real tweet from Elon saying dojo for doge, whatever the fuck that means. And the reply below promoting the scam has the same profile picture and also a blue check mark, but the username is clearly different. And also the display name uses spacing and like weird special characters, presumably to evade detection by an algorithm that Twitter probably has set up just full time to focus yeah. on this specific scam. Back when I was on Twitter, I I would see these all the time and I would report every single, every single time I saw one, I would report it like a little fucking tattletale security yeah. guard, but I was doing it because it's like this sucks. Yeah, this fucking sucks. And like a lot of times, if you like report some like horrific shit on Twitter, they'll send you things like, "Hey, we took care of it." I never got a response of like a verification that any of these accounts were ever taken down. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if this dude had, if he'd spent literally just a few moments longer looking at his phone with a slightly more critical eye, he uh, might have avoided financial disaster, but he didn't. No. Uh, the article also provides some estimates on how much money these so-called giveaway gangs are making worldwide. And, um, yeah, it's uh, $18 million in just the first three months of 2021 compared to $16 million for the entire year of 2020. Uh, Don't they, do this. And by the way... The shit's doing gangbusters. By the way, every time we talk about cryptocurrency on this channel, there oh, are things down with, in the comments. With, they're with, called Internet Today. Where they have a profile picture. That's not us. We have a little verified. I don't even trust that. But we do have a verified sign next to our name. Yeah. But I wouldn't trust that either because it's easy to get verified and on I YouTube. Go, and then they can just change their name. And I go through with each episode and I'll I'll do the... because if Remove you, from channel. Yeah, if you remove from channel, their shit won't show up for anyone. And it's like they're doing this shit constantly. Yeah. Like there's just a robot that goes to any video with cryptocurrency in the tags of the title. And it sets up like... Three or four fake accounts of the YouTube channel. We're never going to send you a link to go ever, ever, ever. We will never give you that. And we will never give you any of my Safe Moon or Dogecoin. No. You can't have it. It's my Doge. It's going to be so valuable, you're going to feel so stupid. I'm going to rescue all the Doges in the world with all that Doge. Diamond hands, buddy. 
Uh, but speaking of Elon Musk and Bitcoin, though, uh, Tesla, they started accepting Bitcoin as payment for their cars back in March. But last week, uh, less than two months later, Elon Musk announced that they weren't going to be doing that anymore. What? So why not, you might ask? Well, it turns out Elon finally realized that it's hard to claim that your electric cars are saving the environment when you're also promoting Bitcoin, which is very bad for the environment. Uh, the energy usage of a single Bitcoin transaction for the cost of a Tesla basically cancels out any emission savings from the car actually driving down the road. So environmentalists had been pretty unhappy about Tesla accepting payment in Bitcoin. Uh, here's Elon's statement about it. Tesla has suspended vehicle purchases using Bitcoin. We are concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the worst emissions of any fuel. Cryptocurrency is a good idea on many levels, and we believe it has a promising future, but this cannot come at great cost to the environment. Tesla will not be selling any Bitcoin, and we intend to use it for transactions as soon as mining transitions to more sustainable energy. We are also looking at other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy per transaction. And uh, he followed that tweet up with a second tweet featuring a graph showing uh, just how much the energy usage of Bitcoin has spiked in the last year. And yeah, it's not great. Yeah, the, uh, more people like defending Musk in comments from videos in the past just being like, are you guys giving him shit for this crypto stuff when he's out there trying to save the world? And it's like, pick one. Yeah. Either you're happy because he's promoting a coin that you're getting wealthier off of that is actually detrimental to the environment, or you care about his environmental impact yeah. with solar panels and electric cars. I mean, and shit. I think maybe in their heads he's it just cancels cancels it out. it out. Yeah. So it's like, but like that's not what needs to be happening right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like you know, as quickly as society is adopting. And developing green energy <laughs> we're just undoing it and canceling it out at the exact same time as like in this crypto arms race which is actually even worse because of all the like silicon manufacturing that just goes to waste because of it mm -hmm. anyway it's not the best and then everyone's yeah. like oh well they're they're fixing it and it's going to be less uh, it's going to be more energy efficient so i was like great great yeah so happy for that can't wait to see it yeah let me know when that's ready yeah Anyways, yeah, we criticize Elon Musk a lot for good reason. But this is good. Yeah. Uh, Tesla should have never enabled Bitcoin purchases in the first place, but you know, whatever. Better mm -hmm. late than never. Uh, anyways, yeah, those tweets were followed up by just tens of thousands of people arguing in the replies. Uh, there were people telling Elon that he's wrong about Bitcoin's coal consumption. There were other people promoting various altcoins that supposedly have better energy efficiency. And there were tons of people complaining that Elon had just sent the price of Bitcoin plummeting. And he most certainly had. Yeah. Um, one Bitcoin was worth around $54,000 right before that tweet. And it's been falling for the last week since then, down to around $43,000 as of a few hours ago. A roughly 21% dip in value. The whole market crashed. For, starting with SNL and then like till now. Yeah. Not great. Thank you, Elon. Yeah. Thank you, Elon. I'll continue to buy the dip. Uh, the fact that one person's tweet uh, can influence the price of cryptocurrencies uh, seems like a pretty big downside. Seems like the opposite of yeah. why cryptocurrency exists it's in the first cool place. It's cool when he's uh, saying good things about Doge and you're just like, okay, I'll buy more. But uh, there are, you know, there's a opposite effect Perfectly here. balanced, like <laughs> all things should be. Cryptocurrency Wait, and you're... energy efficiency? Nope. Cri uh, Elon pumping it and then dumping it? Perfectly balanced. You're telling me Elon tweets can make things go down in price? This is news to me. But uh, yeah, the bigger downside uh, is, of course, the uh, energy consumption. That is uh, the biggest negative with all of this, yeah. especially right now when the clock is ticking on mitigating the effects of climate change. Uh, 
We're trying to get ahead of it, but uh, things keep happening. Uh, but yeah, is there even a way to have your cake and eat it too in terms of cryptocurrency and environmentalism? Well, The Verge spoke to digital currency economist Alex DeVries about that, and uh, his answer was basically, no, not really. The whole interview is really worth a read for understanding stuff like the differences between proof-of-work and proof-of-stake systems and how they relate to energy usage. But here's a good soundbite about the problems that will persist even if crypto did hypothetically run entirely on green energy. A big amount of Bitcoin miners can always cause problems no matter what type of energy they're using. It can lead to outages if mining becomes really popular in the particular spot. What also might be happening is that you're using renewable energy that you could have used a different way to clean up the grid elsewhere. Even if, hypothetically speaking, this whole network was running on renewable energy, still, it doesn't solve the sustainability issues of Bitcoin. Bitcoin uses excessive amounts of hardware. You have a bunch of specialized equipment that can only do Bitcoin mining. The moment they become unprofitable, there's nothing you can do with them. You can't repurpose them. You can't use them as a home computer. It's trash. And they don't last very long. On average, maybe one and a half years. So you've got millions of devices that are becoming obsolete extremely fast. That just results in a big pile of electronic waste down the line. It's already the case that a single Bitcoin transaction is equivalent to throwing away an iPhone 12 mini in terms of materials. That's already how bad it is. And if you've seen like Bitcoin mining operations, it is the most dystopian cyberpunk. It looks weird... like the fucking Matrix. It's, it's odd and... Yeah, just bad. It just looks bad even from the outside looking in. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it'd be cool if they could figure out a way to transfer all that heat. Just like put a Bitcoin mining farm underneath like industrial kitchens to, to power their ovens and there stoves. How about that? And powering uh, like a giant uh, hot tub. <laughs> yeah, powering a hot air balloon with a Bitcoin mining rig in the basket. Flying around the world. Yes, flying around the world, mining Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is all. It's a big yikes. But, um, look, here's some Tesla news that's an even bigger yikes. Idiots keep using Tesla's self-driving mode as if it were actual self-driving, which it isn't, despite the name. You're still supposed to be sitting in the driver's seat with your hands on or near the wheel in order to take over whenever autopilot gets into a situation that it can't handle which is a lot of situations because this shit is still basically in beta. Uh, but the idea of having a robo-chauffeur is just too appealing for some people, like influencer Param Sharma, a.k.a. It's Lavish Bitch, whose entire influencer gimmick going back several years is that his parents are really, really rich. Yeah, this guy sucks. I remember reading about him when he was a, a teenager. Now he's a man, and he's still uh, terrible. Anyway, from Gizmodo... After the California Highway Patrol alerted locals of a man who seemed to be riding from the backseat of his Tesla Model 3 while the car's autopilot barreled down the highway, the CHP caught the man responsible on Tuesday, booking him into a local jail and towing his car from the scene. A day later, that man's back on the street and back in the backseat of a shiny new Tesla, pulling the same stunt. Despite being charged on two counts of reckless driving and one charge of disobeying an officer, 25-year-old Param Sharma rolled up to an interview with a local Fox affiliate on Thursday to boast about how his driving isn't as dangerous as the CHP and local residents would have you believe. In fact, he claims he'd actually used the backseat of a friend's Tesla to ride home after spending the night in Santa Rita jail. Quote, I've been brake checked before really hard and the car stopped. The car came to a complete stop, he told KTVU on Thursday. Elon Musk really knows what he's doing, and I think people are tripping, and they're scared. When asked if Sharma just bought a new Tesla after his last one was impounded, he told the outlet that he's very rich and that he has unlimited money to blow on Teslas. Anyway, sounds like the California Highway Patrol are uh, about to make this guy's life a lot <laughs> harder. Uh, not only did he do a TV interview while committing the same crime that he'd been arrested for just days earlier, 
but his Instagram is full of other videos showing him riding solo in the back of his Tesla. Uh, and that's not even the only autopilot-related stupidity from the past week. Up in Washington State, a guy was driving his Tesla in autopilot mode when it decided to just ram right into a cop car that was parked on the shoulder of a highway responding to a crash that had already happened. According to police, the driver said he assumed his Tesla would know to maneuver around the cop car, but uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, two people died in a Tesla crash that uh, Elon claims they were behind the wheel, but initial reports from the police said that there wasn't one behind the wheel. And look, I have test driven a Tesla uh, previously. It is impressive when you go on the highway and you're like, hey, look, it's driving itself. But I don't trust it. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely something you need to keep an eye on. It's like, I just, I don't see the point of it as a feature right now. Especially if you have to be paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like the whole benefit of autonomous cars is not having to pay attention to the road. So if we have semi-autonomous cars that can't be trusted to not get you killed. That means you have to pay attention to the road the entire time, which is no different than if you'd been driving yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's co- like features like the automatic stops, uh, which a lot of other car companies have. Yeah, that. the, the, uh, the uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, like the enhanced cruise control, where it keeps you the speed of the other cars after you set your yeah, cruise control. Yeah, or just, you know, if someone in front of you breaks, I mean, the human brain has... It's slower at, at yeah. My truck will alert. It'll be like da, 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 if someone yeah. slams on the brakes. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cars have those features. Yeah. But like, yeah, the idea of just you're you're essentially beta testing the product. Like, I, it's like I'd probably cool the first couple of times, but it's like at a certain point, who do I trust more, myself or this machine, which like has uh-huh. gotten people killed yeah. before? I don't know. Like, until we have full autonomy, I just don't really see the point of it. I mean, there's look. I get the argument too that like. Thousands of people die yeah, people all the time in cars. In cars. It's like time. it's not just Teslas that are people die in, yeah, but it's like sure. th- this stuff is still in beta. It'll be great when things are fully autonomous, but it's we're not there yet. No, absolutely not. It's like all the time you just see like there's a there's a really funny video of a guy you know like in Chandler, Arizona. That's been the, the like the Waymo testing town for a yeah. couple of years now, and they have Waymo taxis you can take. And uh, yeah, this, this guy who like rides in them a lot he posted like a video of him riding in one that just like went fucking rogue because of some some orange traffic cones it just like lost its fucking mind didn't know what to do about these and like it blocked the entire side of the road of traffic it like it just fucked up everyone's day google sent out a technician it took like five minutes to get there and the technician arrives and like Right as the guy's about to get in, the car figures out how to get around the obstacles and just takes off oh, down no, the road. No. The technician has to run back to his car and, like, chase it down. See, <laughs> so that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, down the line, it, a decade or whatever, when all cars are have the features and can work together, the problem is, like, you're going to have dumb shit happen all the time. Yeah. That computers can't really predict yet or with accuracy enough to put your fucking life on the line. Yeah. But, uh... There's a lot of really bad regular human drivers out there too. Yes, especially yes. here. But I, what about you? You know your home. Your hometown fucking has terrible drivers too. Every day, I'm blown away by the shit that happens on the highways here. Well, especially out where you live, which is sort of uh... no. I'm at, right here, coming into Burbank. Just oh. today, I saw two Mercedes racing each other, and then like it, it was bad. Uh, it was I, so bad. I, I've been lucky, although every time. 
Well, you can't get up to uh, the fast speeds. Where no, you live. I, I live in traffic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> traffic hell. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, when I was in Arizona uh, two weekends ago, the the road between Phoenix and Sedona was full of terrible drivers. Yeah, so I almost got killed. Like I literally, someone right next to me tried to turn into my lane. Yeah, and then we were just on the road together for like ninety minutes more. Yeah. Um, Anyways, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> in other Elon Musk adjacent news, he's got that Neuralink company doing what seems like pretty promising work in the field of brain-computer interfaces. Got that monkey playing Pong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we always point out when covering Neuralink, they're not the only ones working in this field. And uh, recently, scientists from the Howard Hughes Medical Institute and Stanford University showed off a prototype brain-computer interface that allowed its users to write with just his mind. Now, what's cool about this is that the uh, previous brain-computer interfaces have allowed users to write by basically moving a cursor around a keyboard with their brain, which is obviously a very slow process. In this case, though, the user imagines actually physically writing the letters by hand, and these signals are interpreted into letters. The user was able to type 90 characters per minute, which is more than double the previous record for typing with a BCI. That's very impressive. But the researchers go out of their way to point out that while this is a breakthrough, it's still only been used on one subject, has a long way to go, beta. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Because, uh, I mean, this, this would presumably work even with someone with, like, fully locked-in syndrome who couldn't move their eyes. Mm-hmm. They ju- control it just by thought. It's crazy. It's like those people on Instagram that put a bunch of buttons down for their dogs so they can talk to them. It's just like that. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Anyways, we got more news. Food, play, outside, pee. Treat. <laughs> treat. 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 <laughs> I think he's hungry. <laughs> we got more news for you coming up. But uh, first, this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that. Private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. Now imagine all that data being crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about, but in an era where everything is online, everyone is a public figure. You are famous! To keep our data private when we go online, we turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know that there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't even have to tell you that they're selling it or who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and your IP address is masked. Every time we turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN users, and that makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest our data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like us, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com newsday and get three extra months for free. That is expressvpn.com newsday. Go to expressvpn.com newsday to learn more. This episode is also sponsored by Caviar. We've all been there. It's late. You've worked all day. You have no energy to cook. All you want is that perfect burger from the local grill or the homemade pasta dish from your local Italian place. Well, let Caviar take it from there. Caviar is the food delivery app for people that are into good food. They bring the best local restaurants directly to your doorstep. Other apps might have national chains, but Caviar keeps local. Those hidden gems in your neighborhood, they are on Caviar. 
Caviar curates local options for every taste. Whether it's the perfect Reuben from the sandwich shop or the best Indian vegan curry, you always have options for whatever you want. Not sure what you want to eat? Let Caviar staff picks recommend the best spots in your neighborhood to find your new favorite. And just for our viewers, Caviar is offering $10 off an order of $20 or more. All you have to do is put in the offer code TECHNEWSDAY, all one word, at checkout. That is $10 off a purchase of $20 or more with the offer code TECHNEWSDAY. Download the Caviar app and use offer code TECHNEWSDAY. Now back into the news, uh, Google, they just had their annual Google I.O. keynote where they make new announcements on the software side of things. So let's just look at what they showed off. First of all, Android 12 has a slight, slightly new look. Uh, it looks nice. I, yeah, it looks great, but it's also it's just the natural evolution of yeah. where things were going. But but what about the features? Uh, well, here's a few. A little icon at the top of your screen that will tell you whenever your camera and or microphone are active, and you can now toggle them both off or on manually from the top tray. Google Maps is getting more detailed and will now show where crosswalks and stoplights are, as well as show the general business, busyness of an area. Uh, Google Photos will be able to take multiple photos that were taken in a row and use AI to combine them into animations. Pretty wild. Mm. Uh, you'll also be able to store photos in a private locked folder and have those photos in that folder not show up in your photo feed or memories. In case, you know, whatever that might be, whatever those... Hey, take a, uh, let, check out these pictures of, uh, of, the, of the, the new dog we adopted, mom and dad. That's a penis. That's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a solution. Yeah. Oh, hey, r remember this day from 2017. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, yeah, also Google says that they're they're working on ways of addressing a big problem that lots of digital cameras have. They're kind of bad at processing faces and skin tones that aren't white. So they're uh, they're finally addressing that. And uh, yeah. That's good news yeah. for uh, most of the world's population. Mm -hmm. uh, they also uh, showed off some advancements in their conversational chatbot AI. Which it's is... no longer racist, <laughs> just like the camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they announced a partnership with Samsung on Wear OS for Android watches. Samsung had their own watch OS, and Google and Samsung are finally combining their powers to take on... Uh, Apple's watch OS, I guess. I don't know. Uh, they also announced that you'll be able to use your phone as your car key with participating automakers. That's which, cool. Yeah. You can like remotely just turn on your car from your phone. Well, you can do that with cars already. But uh, this, I don't know. This, you'll be able to like loan your car key to someone else if they need to. Oh, uh, make like a temporary one for yeah. the car or something? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, now, the coolest thing that they showed off was Project Starline, which is basically just an idea that they're working on for the next generation of video chatting. The whole thing is wildly impractical for your uh, impractical for your average consumer, but a very cool look at what is possible with current technology. Basically, it's a whole video booth setup featuring multiple cameras that capture live 3D models of the people talking to each other and a huge glasses-free 3D display for seeing the other person in front of you as if you're actually there. It's what we all imagined that video yeah. conferencing would this be is like. Why, yeah, this is like the video conferencing in like Star Trek or something mm -hmm. like that. It's cool. Moving your head around and changing your POV works just like it would in a face-to-face -face conversation. It even allows for direct eye contact, which is impossible in typical video chat circumstances. Now, there's a slight uncanny valley effect due to the fact that you're literally looking at a 3D model, which isn't perfect. But it seems like a pretty huge advancement. Uh, which unfortunately none of us will get to use anytime soon because the cost of technology behind it is still pretty astronomical. But when the porn companies get a hold of it, that price is going to come down. Yeah. I mean... And it this, won't be the only thing coming. Uh, they've So the biggest use case I've seen for it 
is businesses, like big businesses, will buy a Starlink booth for their, you know, for their office so they can have actual meetings with, like, the Zurich office and the New York office. And, take your um, top off. It's okay. We're not in the same room. You're the only one making this sexual. I am absolutely not the only person that's going to make this sexual. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's a new way to, to sex. Look at what happened with VR chat. A simple chat room. <laughs> Who would win? A simple chat room or the male libido? That is a, a very small version of Knuckles that's standing right in front of me. Isn't the technology amazing? They're calling me the queen. Oh, my God. Forgot about that. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's move on to COVID news. Exciting stuff. Now, things continue to go surprisingly well here in the U.S. with new cases on the decline and now at daily levels not seen since last June. Is America back? Well, the CDC seems to think so, and we really hope that they're right about that. <laughs> because last week, they basically gave the go-ahead to just completely return to normal. Now, okay, what they said, <laughs> for anyone that actually paid attention, was yeah. that fully vaccinated individuals, like us, who have waited the full two weeks, like us, after their final dose, no longer need to wear masks or practice social distancing, both indoors and outdoors. So this only applies to around 38% of the U.S. population. But there's absolutely no way of enforcing it. No. Um, I mean, mask wearing, it's now entirely up to individuals and businesses. And uh, yeah, the case numbers are on a pretty steep decline. That's good. Yeah. But again, things are still as bad as they were a year ago. They're not because people are vaccinated. But right. as far as but numbers, the caseload yeah. is yes. as bad as it was a year uh, in June of uh, 2020 when it was still not great. No. Like, we've got this seemingly under control. The line is going down, but that doesn't mean the line can't come back up. Anyway, vaccinated people like us, we don't have to worry about shit, which is awesome <laughs> for now. Yeah. Unless, of course, you know, the variants manage to mutate into something the vaccine can't handle, which is a real concern. Sure. And that, that happens by allow giving the virus more and more time to spread. And, and in the meantime, I'm going to try to enjoy myself before I go and have to go into lockdown again. Yeah, and get like <laughs> one nice restaurant meal in before the CDC is like, oh, wow, we put way too much faith in the American people to uh, do the right thing. But Ricky got his month. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll just see how this goes. I, I want it to work out. But if the unvaccinated population manages to bring the case numbers back up, they'll have no one to blame with themselves, but they won't blame themselves. They'll, no. They'll blame Joe Biden. No, they're already blaming vaccinated people for spreading the virus. You're shedding, shedding your, your virus, uh, your, your stems. I, I, stop shedding around me. You should, you should have to wear a mask yeah, around I, me. Look, I don't know what I'm talking about, but you're the problem. Yeah. Now, on the bright side, lots of states are trying to close the vaccine gap through outright bribery. <laughs> and look, that's fine. That's as I said before, Southern California had to do that when fucking firefighters and police officers weren't getting it. Yeah. And they I mean, were like, we'll give you an iPad. It's like the, the CDC doesn't understand the American human nature, but the state you, of Ohio absolutely does. Yeah, you ha I have to receive something for my yeah. sacrifice. <laughs> and it's not a sacrifice. You're, you're literally giving yourself freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. Now, over in Ohio, like Elliot said, they are straight up enrolling everyone who gets vaccinated into a $1 million lottery with five winners who will each receive $1 million and another five winners aged 12 to 17 who will receive a full-ride four-year scholarship to a state university, something that should be paid for by taxes yeah, anyway. That's, that's but uh, following the announcement of the lottery, Ohio's vaccination rate spiked after several weeks of declining. Yeah, so it worked. Give out fucking NASCAR tickets 
Give out whatever it takes. Uh, for a $20 coupon to the roadhouse. I mean, honestly, this shit, we could get 90% of the country vaccinated if Joe Biden just gave everyone $20 to do it. Or like, <laughs> or a, a, a forgiveness on, like they should have done, if you get vaccinated and prove that you're vaccinated, you get a certain percentage of your taxes taken off this year. I mean, that, yeah, sure, whatever, tax breaks. But like literally, if they just bribed, not even a contest, just a like, coupon. Just like, because the, the cost of giving everyone in America $20 is probably less than what the cost would be of this disease just continuing to run. Do another stimulus, but only for vaccinated people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, hopefully more, I hope more states uh, just adopt this uh, bribery uh, model. Uh, Ron DeSantis <laughs> absolutely will not. He'll be like, what are we doing giving people money to well, get yeah, vaccinated? Yeah, They're yeah. poisoning themselves. They're leeches. Yeah. Anyways, another COVID news, uh, Wired published a really great long read last week about how a 60-year scientific misunderstanding might have helped COVID spread. Basically, you may have noticed a lot of talk over the past year about the definition of an airborne disease and a non-airborne disease and the difference between droplets and aerosols. Uh, At the beginning of the pandemic, the understanding among doctors and scientists was that COVID was not airborne because the droplets were too big. So beyond three to six feet, they would just fall onto surfaces in the ground, hence the emphasis on hand washing and wiping down surfaces. Turns out, though, everything the medical community understood about droplets and aerosols was based on an old tuberculosis research uh, from the 1950s and 60s that had concluded that liquid particles larger than five microns aren't airborne. The problem was that uh, this specifically applied to tuberculosis, which needs to reach the lungs in order to cause infection. The five micron rule was about floating particles making it all the way into the lungs, but it turns out that if a disease only needs to make contact with the mouth or nose or eyes, they can be a lot bigger and they can definitely float around in the air for a while, especially indoors. So in other words, despite COVID particles not meeting the definition of airborne, they are in fact airborne. Yeah, this is just like this weird uh, game of telephone through different medical journals where it's like they knew like 100 years ago that, you know, droplets up to like 100 micron, microns could float in the air. But then they realized with tuberculosis, they're like, well, only droplets small, like smaller than five microns can actually cause infection. And they're like, OK, so that means, uh, yeah, nothing bigger than five, dro- five microns uh, floats in the air. Cool. And everyone's just gone off that fucking information for 60 years and just assumed that it's the fact. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know if it. Maybe we're not doing good explaining this. Please read the article. Uh, it's interesting. It's a really cool like play-by-play of how a small handful of scientists who were completely at odds with the WHO, who just kept telling them they're wrong, they figured this out by just digging through decades of medical literature and uh, figuring out where that five-micron rule even came from, because no one could even point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, it also goes into a lot of ways that improvements in indoor ventilation could have greatly limited the spread of COVID-19. Uh, and should probably be implemented for the future pandemics that are definitely going to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing it serves as a very important reminder that saying stuff like trust the science isn't always totally the way to go because science is a process and it's a constant process. And also health experts aren't psychics. They just go off of what they know. They're making the best educated guess on uh, you know what they can understand. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know... The, the whole, like, oh, well, just because you don't believe in science doesn't mean it's not real. It's like, yes, most of the time, but, like, like especially with COVID, it's like the, the whole 
this whole past year, like they, they're still figuring shit out about yeah. this thing. It's it's a process. Yeah. But another COVID news. Uh, remember how Denmark had to kill all 15 million of its minks last year over serious fears that they were spreading and mutating the virus? Well, just as predicted, it turns out they did it so hastily that they, in fact, did it wrong. And now they're digging up all those minks that they buried last year because of concerns over groundwater contamination. Uh, the whole Denmark mink saga has been a complete debacle. First, their agriculture minister resigned over the fact that the mink culling had technically been done illegally. Then it turned out they buried the minks in graves that were too shallow, and their bodies' gases were making them appear to be rising from the dead. Uh, the smell is apparently awful and is expected to be even more awful for a few weeks as crews dig up all 15 million dead minks and take them to incinerators. They've got to set up water treatment plants for all the areas where the minks were buried to protect against any contamination that already happened. Uh, just, just an all-around dead mink shit show over in Denmark. But what we can look forward to is, in 30 years, having some delicious mink-radiated vodka to drink based on all of this that happened. Now they're burning these guys up. Zombie mink vodka. Delicious. Zombie mink moonshine. It'll turn you into a zombie. It'll give you COVID. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Take, but the risk is worth it. Take the risk. Anyways, uh, that's it for this episode. Um, if you haven't already seen our last one about uh, Bob Ross and some very troubling information about the Bob Ross estate that will make you very unhappy. Very unhappy. Uh, uh, also, uh, uh, just a lot of Gates news over here in, yeah. bo in both episodes. Yeah, Matt Gates news and Weekly Weird News and some follow-up in... The, the Bob Ross episode. Check them out right here. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and we'll see you soon for more episodes. Bye.